good God that's worthy of my best praise. I think we ought to do that for a few more minutes. Just give God some great praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord on this Sunday afternoon. Grateful to see all of you in the house of God. Amen. Worshiping together. There is nothing like the people of God gathering together with one mind and one accord to worship the Lord. Amen. With gladness. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn over to the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 1. And at this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classroom. Normally, we don't have class today, but since next Sunday we're having Pastor Mayo, we're going to let them have class today so they can take next week off. So, amen. Everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids. And everybody say, God bless our Sunday school teachers. Amen. We value our Sunday school department. Amen. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1, and then we're going to be turning to the book of Galatians chapter 3. Amen. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Bible says, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will make your name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Amen. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 7. Yeah, Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 7. The Bible declares this. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Hallelujah. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then they which, are, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. I'm thankful that God looked ahead and he saw those of us that no matter what we did, we could not get into the lineage of Abraham. And he made a provision through the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ that we could be entitled to the same blessing that is upon Abraham. I thank God for that. And so I want to preach to us. He says this in Genesis, I will bless you, thou shalt, and thou shalt be a blessing. I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Blessed to be a blessing. Would you set down your Bibles as we pray all across this house? Father, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for your promises. We thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We thank you that you are faithful to fulfill everything that you promised. And Lord, we are coming to you today in faith. Lord, children of Abraham by faith. Inheritors of the promise by faith. That same blessing that has come upon the earth 
through the power of the Holy Ghost indwells us. That same freedom and liberty indwells us today. And God, I'm praying, Lord, that blessing, Lord, let it manifest in this house. Amen. That we might leave this house to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and give God some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for just a few moments today. Amen. Blessed to be a blessing. After the fall of man, let me digress and go back. Before the fall of man, it was God's design that upon Adam and upon his wife Eve, the entire world would be blessed. In fact, when he created them, he blessed them. And one of the first things God ever did is he blessed them. I know there's a world out there that wants to think that God's out to get them. That God's some mean judge in heaven that is looking to destroy, looking to kill, uh, looking to take away from them. But I want to tell you, that is the biggest lie from the devil. Amen. The devil, the Bible says, comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And the devil would have the ma mankind believe that God is looking to steal, kill, and to destroy. But all we got to do is look back through the Bible at the precedent of his word, and we will find that one of the first things God does upon man is he puts a blessing on them. Hallelujah. And after the fall of man, amen, man has sinned, God immediately shows up to cover them from their sin. God's not looking to hurt nobody. God's looking to save people. The Bible declares, For God sent not his Son of the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might have life. Amen. So don't let the devil get, you, get in your head and make you think that God's some mean, uh, cruel being, amen, in heaven that's looking to destroy you. God is looking to bless you. Amen. I, I want to just preach that until somebody believes it. God is looking to bless you. God is looking to save you. God is looking to heal you. God is looking to deliver you. God is not looking to take your life and make it worse. Every time somebody encountered Jesus, they came away better than when they showed up. They showed up blind, but when Jesus got done with them, they were blessed to be able to see. They came in unable to hear, but by the time they left, they were blessed with the ears that could hear. Hallelujah. And the devil would have you believe that God is looking to hurt, destroy, Amen. But that's not God's first priority. God is looking to bless. God is looking to heal. God is looking to save. Amen. That's, that's God operating amongst us. God is creative. Amen. Not destructive. God is the author of order, not the author of confusion and chaos. Amen. Everything God does is good. I just want to tell somebody here today, God is good. I know that's cliche and we say that, but I really want to get it through to somebody. God is good. Amen. Whatever you define good as, if it's not God, your view of good is far too low. Because God is good. Everything God creates is good. Everything God does is good. Everything God speaks is good. Everything God promises is good. Everything God takes you through, it's good. Amen. David recognized this when he wrote Psalms 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because he's good. He leaves me beside still waters. Still waters are a good thing, amen, for sheep. He lays me down in green pastures. Green pastures are a good thing for sheep, amen. Everywhere that God led David, David said, it is 
good. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. It's a good thing when God leads you. It's a good thing when God's directing you. The steps of a good man are order the Lord, and God delights in the way that he leads you. Amen. So God calls out to Noah, and after the flood, God blesses Noah. Amen. It was the Bible says that Noah found grace. It was his favor of God that he found in Noah. Amen. Noah found this grace because God was looking for somebody to give grace to. Some people think that God was mean and he only gave grace to Noah. I don't believe that for one second. Amen. God was looking for as many people as he could to show grace to. But only Noah was willing to be obedient to the grace in which he received. In fact, that's the key word. The Bible says that Noah received grace. you got to receive grace. God wants to bless you. God wants to forgive you. God wants to save you. God wants to heal you. God wants to do all sorts of great things in your life. But you got to receive it. God wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But you've got to receive the Holy Ghost. So God moves, and he, he's all of this. Amen. With Adam and Eve, they are the world. It's only two people. They're the world. He's trying to save the world. He's trying to bless the world. And then Noah, eight souls are saved by water. It's, it's Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives. Eight souls are saved by water, and he blesses them, and he saves them because God is trying to save the world. And then we see God moving into the era of the Chaldees in Genesis chapter 12, and he comes to a man by the name of Abram. Amen. And, 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 and this is not to say that God was not trying to speak to others. We find, this, we find this being a key not just in the Bible, but even today. God is calling to everybody. God is reaching for everybody. But not everybody is responding to the call in which God is giving. But there are people like Abram that are responding to the call of God. They are willing to listen to his voice. And this voice calls out to Abram and tells him, amen. He says, Abram, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to call to you, and I'm going to give you a command. You need to get out. Hallelujah. You need to get out of your country. You need to get away from your family members. You need to get out of your father's house. He said, you need to get out of the land in which you dwell because I'm going to take you somewhere better. In order to receive a blessing from the Lord, if I could start this out today, the first step of receiving a blessing from the Lord is you got to be willing to go where God is leading you. you. You cannot stay where you are and receive a blessing from the Lord. You've got to be willing to listen to the voice of God. And if God is calling you out, you need to go out. Amen. God is telling him, if you will go out, I will bless you. God's intention and desire to bless humanity is a central focus of his covenant relationships. You find this as one of the major themes all the way through the Bible. For this reason, the concept of blessing pervades the biblical record. Amen. Two distinct ideas are present. First, a blessing was a public declaration of a favored status with God. Amen. We talked about it a lot last year. Who wants to be favored of God? Amen. You want the favor of God upon your life. Amen. That's what the blessing of the Lord does. It brings the favor of God upon you. Secondly, the blessing endues one with power. Amen. For prosperity and for success in both temporal things and in spiritual things. Amen. Whatever your hand finds to do, the Bible says, do it with all your might. Amen. The Bible talks about that as we sang today, they didn't know I was preaching this. Amen. He said, I'll bless 
blessed you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The lender and not the borrower. What's God saying? I will empower you to be in charge and not always be to be subservient to something else. I will, I will empower you through my blessing, even to always rise to the top. I've come to preach to somebody about the blessings of the Lord. In every case of the blessing of God, it is served as a guide and motivation to pursue a course of life that God blesses. Amen. Amen. God doesn't just pour out blessings just to pour out blessings. But every blessing is bestowed upon mankind so that they would walk according to the word of God. The Bible says, don't you know that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance? Hallelujah. Some people think it's the harshness, the criticism, the judgmental. No, no, no. That's not what leads people to repentance. What does God use? God uses, it's, it's like this. They say, they say you can catch a lot more bees with honey than you can with vinegar. Amen. God has no problem stepping into the role of judge. He will do that, and in the last days, he will be the judge. But God has an understanding. If I'm going to really get people, I'm going to start out by blessing them. Some people think God starts out by spanking them, but God doesn't start out by pulling out the belt and spanking you. God starts by showing you the right way and the good way. He shows you how you can be blessed. He shows you the way in which you should go. And as long as you'll walk in that way, the blessings of God will follow. As long as you'll walk in that way, the goodness of God will be upon you. As long as you'll walk in that way, the favor of God will continue to take you up to the top. Oh, somebody give God a shout of praise. I've just come to preach to somebody that God always puts a blessing there as a way and a means to get you to walk in a certain pattern of life, a pattern of blessing. The Old Testament term for blessing uh, is found over 600 times in the Old Testament alone. Some people say, well, the church shouldn't talk about blessings. If you think blessing is nothing more than money, you don't understand blessing. And I'm going to preach about it today. Amen. But I also want to let it be known, God will bless you financially too. I'll just preach it from the Bible. Amen. Abraham was blessed. Adam was blessed. Noah was blessed. David was blessed. Solomon was blessed. You go all the way through the Bible. Peter owned a fishing empire. He was blessed. The New Testament church had houses and land, they, lands that they sold so they could propagate revival. They were blessed. So don't let anybody tell you that the, that the Bible is just full of people that were broke, busted, and disgusted. That's not in the Bible. Amen. Because amen, every time God got involved, they might have been in a certain way. They might have been without, but every time God got involved, there was a widow woman that didn't have enough to pay her bills, but by the time God got done, she had enough to retire. There was another widow woman that was starving to death, but by the time God got done, she had more than enough for her, her for her son, and for the prophet. Our world wants you to think that it's just the will of God for you to be broke and to be broken. Amen. I want to tell you that's not the will of God. It might have been the way that life is. Life always wants to take you down. Amen. Everybody's trying to take you down a notch. But God is always looking to elevate and to increase. Amen. This word that's seen over 600 times, amen, means to kneel. Amen. Because... This word is also used in ways that anytime somebody receive a blessing, that's what they would do. They would kneel. Hallelujah. In other words, a blessing should humble us, <laughs> not inflate our ego. 
I'll say that again. A blessing should always make us more humble, not more prideful. A blessing from God should always make us look towards the source that gave us the blessing more than to turn away from that source. If God has blessed you, if God is blessing you, whether it be tangible or intangible, it should always point your feet towards him. Amen. If God is favoring you, it should always point you towards God, not away from God. It should always bring you to your knees. Amen. Not to turn your back. Proverbs 10 and 22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich or wealthy, whatever translation you read. And it adds or brings no sorrow with it. Some people that want to say, I'm blessed, uh, that not everything's a blessing. They, they might have a nice car, a nice house. Amen. That might be a blessing. Amen. But if it adds sorrow with it, it's not a blessing. They might have a good job, but if it takes them away from God, it is not a blessing from God. God does not bless you so you can walk away from God. God does not bless you and favor you so that you can get away from God. I heard a story recently of a woman that, that came to church for years, amen, with her kids. She was faithful. She was a, a widow woman. She brought her kids to church. Uh, she didn't have a car. And so every service, somebody pick her up, and they take her to church. And uh, she never missed a service in all the years that somebody picked her up. A man had an extra vehicle, and he gave her this vehicle, blessed her with this vehicle. And that next Sunday, for the first time in over a decade, she missed Sunday service. Pastor called up and said, where you at? She said, well, I, I, I you know, he said, you, you, you're not here at church. She said, well, well, now that I have a car, I, I haven't visited family in a little while. And uh, he said, all right, well, have fun with your family. I'll, I'll see you next week. Next Sunday comes by, she's not there. And uh, he said, sis, where you at? I'm starting to get worried. She said, well, I've never had a car uh, in order to take my kids on vacation. Amen. But now that I have a car, I want to take my kids on vacation. Amen. And long story short, a $3,000 car, amen, become the loss of her salvation because she's no longer in church. That was not a blessing. And really what was happening was God did not bring that blessing to her because he knew that if I give you this blessing, you won't make it out. And so sometimes God withholds certain tangible things from us because he wants to see if he can trust us with those tangible things. Amen. And some people, the only thing that's holding you back from the blessing of the Lord, amen, is your faithfulness to the Lord. The only thing that's hindering you from God blessing you is God seeing whether or not you'll be obedient to him. The only thing stopping you from receiving a blessing is whether or not your character will measure up to that blessing. Oh, I've come to help somebody get blessed today. I've come to help somebody get blessed in their family. I've come to help somebody get blessed in their finances. I've come to help somebody get blessed in their career. I've come to help somebody get blessed in their education. I've come to help somebody get blessed. Uh, amen. If God can trust you with it, God will bless you with it. Well, I got a blessing. Well, I got to work overtime to pay for that blessing. I don't, I don't know about that. I went into debt for that blessing. I, I'm not saying you can't have debt. That's not always a bad thing. If it's an asset, it's not, it's not a problem. When it's a liability, it's a problem. Your car that gets you to work is an asset. Amen. That third car in the driveway that you've got to work overtime for that you never drive, that's, that's a liability. Amen. Hallelujah. God calls Abraham out, and he's calling him to a place of obedience, and then he's going to call him into a place of becoming. This obedience that God is calling to proceeds the blessing. 
He says, Abram, you got to get out. I want to help somebody here today. Before God will ever bless you, he's going to provide you an opportunity for obedience. Every time, God will offer you an opportunity to show forth obedience to him and to his word. And when you will do that. Some people say, well, when, I, when, when all of a sudden everything lines up, then I will. Well, if I had a car, I'd come to church. Call for a ride. <laughs> Amen. Do, with, do what you can with what you got and watch God give you more than you have. I'm preaching real simple right now, but I've come to help somebody. You, well, I'll give when I have X amount. Uh, if you won't give with what you have, you'll never give with what you'll get. It's a principle. It's a principle. Somebody said this, if you will do more than what you are paid for, you will be paid for more than you do. Hallelujah. It's, it's a missing element. There's a generation out there that's just quiet quitting. They're just re- holding back and pulling back, and then they're demanding to get a promotion, but they're not getting the promotion because they've rehold themselves and pulled themselves back and just said quietly quitted. They never left their job. They're still getting the paycheck, but they're doing less, uh, and they're expecting more. But I want to tell you how God's economy works. Uh, God says if you will go out in obedience and do what I've told you to do and put forth the effort, uh, there's always a blessing that follows obedience. Obedience to the first command is to go forth. It is to leave. Abraham, you're going to have to leave everything you know. You're going to have to step out into the unknown. Abraham, if you're going to be the father of faith of faith or of the faithful, you're going to have to walk by faith, which means you don't always have all of the steps in order. Some people are waiting for God to give them every step before they take one step. I've said it before, I'll say it a million more times. You need to just take the step that God has presented to you and watch God show and illuminate the next step. And if you take the next step, Abraham, you may not see the city, amen, that God is showing you. You may not see everything God has promised to you. But if you keep taking a step after step after step, you are going to get closer to everything God has had. And along the way, Abraham, he said, in blessing, I will bless you. Amen. He said, Abraham, every step you take, every place your foot touches, amen, what is that saying? Every place you have stepped into the deep, you have gone forward. He said, I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to bless Abraham you take dominion through obedience you take dominion by obeying what I've called you to do and every step you take in obedience I'm going to give that to you I'm going to bless somebody ought to give God some praise today hallelujah You might be one step away from a miracle. You might be one step away from everything in your life changing. But you got to walk by faith. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessings. Blessings come after obedience. And blessings come during obedience. But blessings do not come without obedience. And it is a missing element in our world. We just think it should just come because I deserve it. Nothing comes based on deserving or not deserving. It comes based on obedience. Hallelujah. He says these three statements to, to him. He says, I will. What does he tell Abraham? If you will just obey me, here's what I'm going to do for you. I will make of you a great nation. He's 75. His wife's 65. They don't have any kids. And he said, out of you, I'm going to make a great nation. This has been fulfilled through the Bible. I'm just trying to help somebody understand that this has been fulfilled. The nation of Israel, which endures even to this day, is a great nation. Hallelujah. 
including blessing them with the land. It wasn't just a spiritual blessing. It was a tangible blessing as well. He said, every place your foot touches, that land's yours. See, everybody else around him said, Abraham, you're trespassing. But he said, no, you're trespassing. (laughs) All he had to do was walk around their territory. They were now trespassing. They were now squatting in his land. Amen. He said, Abraham, I will bless you. Abraham experienced temporal blessing. And he, as we see this, amen, the Bible says he was rich in cattle. He was rich in land. He had all of these things. God blessed him temporally. But we also see that God blessed him with spiritual well-being. The Bible says in the book of James, he was considered and called the friend of God. I don't know about you, but I want a blessing where God considers me to be his friend. I want to walk in such obedience where God looks down from heaven and says, Evan Hood is my friend. I want ARC to walk in such obedience that God looks down and says, that church right in Carson City, that's my friend. He said, I will make your name great. We see this happening. Jews, Christians, and Muslims all look to Abraham as the father of their religion. So God has fulfilled every promise because Abraham walked in obedience. These three promises made to Abraham are followed by a purpose clause. And I've come to preach about this today. The ESV reads it this way. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I've come to talk about that today. That we are blessed to be a blessing. God promised to do three things for Abraham for a, for a purpose. And that purpose was that Abram would be and Abram would become a blessing. I've come to talk to somebody about this. Abram is being commanded to be a blessing. Think about it. If you will walk in obedience, I will bless you. I'll do these three things for you. But Abram, it doesn't stop at you receiving a blessing. It doesn't stop at you receiving a blessing. Uh, this, wor- this verb be or become in Hebrew is an imperative word. Uh, this pattern of divine blessing uh, followed by a command is similar to the first blessing God gave to Adam uh, and to Eve uh, when he blessed them and said, be fruitful and to multiply. Uh, in other words, I blessed you, uh, but I didn't just bless you uh, to become a repository for the blessing. I didn't just bless you so the blessing would stay with you, uh, so it would just be received, uh, received, received. Uh, But he said, I blessed you, Abraham, and this blessing uh, follows obedience, uh, and this blessing uh, comes with a command uh, that after uh, you have been obedient, I'll bless you, uh, but I want you to know uh, that I will also make you to become a blessing yourself. Somebody's going to get this today. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get this. In other words, the blessing that's upon Abram came with a command that he himself should also become a blessing. God didn't just want to put a blessing upon him. God wanted to make a blessing out of him. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be blessed and have a blessing come into my life. But I want God to make me a blessing. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just receive blessings. I want to become a blessing. When you receive a blessing, it's there until it's gone. But when you become a blessing, everywhere you go, it's blessed. Everywhere your foot touches, it's blessed. Everything you get involved with, it's blessed. Not because I have enough in me, but because God has made it. 
God has made me a blessing. Somebody lift up your hands and give God praise. Come on, blessed. Amen. With the command to become a blessing. God has blessed us so he could make us a blessing. Somebody pray all across this house. God told Abram, you are blessed. I think somebody ought to shout for that. You are blessed. You have been blessed. But Abram, I want you to know, it goes to another level. You are blessed. It goes to another level beyond that. You are a blessing. <laughs> I've come to help somebody. You are in a state of blessing. You are blessed. Blessing becomes your identity. Hallelujah. It goes beyond having. It goes beyond doing. And it becomes who I am. When God goes to blessing, he doesn't just want to give you just enough. He wants to give you more than enough. And eventually he wants to get it into your DNA. Hallelujah. I rebuke those that walk around acting like they're cursed all the time. Hallelujah. Those that are moping and complaining, acting like everything's against them, life's against them. I want to help you here today. We have a promise according to Galatians uh, that Abram had become a blessing that had been fulfilled through Christ Jesus. And now we, you and me, Gentiles, uh, who at one time were without hope, uh, without God, uh, we were lost and undone. The Bible says uh, we have become the children uh, of Abraham by uh, faith. In other words, uh, if you have been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, the Bible declares in Galatians, uh, the same blessing uh, that Abraham had, the same blessing uh, that Abraham became uh, is upon you as well. Can I preach to somebody? Uh, we inherited the same blessing that Abraham had, uh, both temporal and spiritual. Uh, it's not just to be upon you. It is to become you. Uh, you are to become a blessing. Can I preach to everybody? You are blessed. You are blessed. Don't let your friend tell you you're cursed. Don't let your neighbor tell you you're cursed. You're blessed. Don't let the devil convince you you're cursed. You're blessed. You're blessed. I'm going to preach it till somebody believes it. Amen. No matter what your family said about you, no matter what your lineage is, no matter where you were raised or who you were raised by, you are new in Christ. You are an heir, a joint heir with Christ. You are blessed to become a blessing. Ooh, somebody give God some praise. Come on, somebody give God some praise. I have that blessing. I have that blessing. You have that blessing. Let me help somebody. You can't, you can't bless what God has cursed, and you can't curse what God has blessed. In fact, we find this in the Bible. I'll preach a whole other message about this. But the Bible talks about Balak and Balaam. Amen. Balaam got paid filthy money to go curse the people of Israel. And every time he stepped up, amen, he looked over the nation of Israel. He went to say, I curse you. And the Bible says he started blessing them. <laughs> he said, I, I'm, I'm, I got, he got the money, he got the, he got the invoice, everything said, here's the money so you can curse these people. And he steps up to the plate and he says, I 
bless you. He wanted to say curse, but he blessed him. And he, and he, he goes back, and Balak said, hey, I paid you to curse him. Why'd you bless him? He said, well, give me some more money. <laughs> so now he's robbing from the enemy while blessing the people of God. Ain't that like God? And he goes back up. I, he can't even write. He can't even, he can't even pronounce the word. He can't even pronounce the word curse at this point. He said, I bless you. <laughs> he starts speaking all these great blessings over the nation of Israel. They've been blessing him, blessing him, blessing him, blessing him, blessing him. And Balak gets angry again says, I paid you to curse him. Why are you blessing him? And he said, listen, if God is blessing them, he said they are. This is what the Bible says. He said, I cannot curse them for they are blessed. Not they have been blessed. No, they are literally embodiment of blessing. And no matter what I do, I cannot curse them because they are. You're going to get it in a minute. When God blesses you to be a blessing, you become the very blessing. And you are so blessed that nothing, nothing, nothing can curse. What God is blessed, no devil can curse you. No sickness can curse you. You are blessed. When you are blessed by God, you are a billboard of God's blessing. God's favor. Listen, I've said it before. Amen. It's, it's blessing is more than financial provision, but it is financial provision as well. You better believe it. If you live for God and you put your trust in God, God will bless you. You can come in. I'm an example. I've been homeless multiple times. God has blessed me. Amen. I come from a drug home. I shouldn't even be standing here today preaching to you, but God has blessed me. There's people all across this building that if you found out their real story, they would tell you, there's no way I could be here but for a blessing of God, but by the grace of God. So you come too late to tell me that God doesn't bless. It's all the way from Genesis to Revelations that God is looking to bless because God needs somebody to be a billboard for his blessing. Hallelujah. Your family needs a billboard for the blessing of God. Your neighborhood needs a billboard for the blessing of God. Your job needs a billboard for the blessing of God. They need to be able to look at you and say there's something different about you. I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it, but you're blessed. Come on, somebody ought to look back at them and say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God has blessed me. God has Somebody give him some praise. Blessing is both physical, tangible, temporal, and it is spiritual and eternal. The very greatest blessing you could ever receive. Listen, you can, you, you can be broke and go to heaven. That's true. You can be broke and go to heaven. Amen. But you need the Holy Ghost. That's the greatest blessing. That is the promise. That is the greatest blessing. That is in, in Abraham. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed. That's Jesus Christ. That's his spirit living on the inside of you. But I promise you this, that if you will get the Holy Ghost, God will work in that. Holy Ghost will not just stay in one part of your life. It will start working its way to every area of your life. Because you can receive a blessing. You can receive the Holy Ghost. But that blessing doesn't just want to stay in one container. It wants to move its way. Because what is a blessing? A blessing is overflow. It's abundance. It's more than enough. It means it flows out of the little cup you give it. And it wants to go somewhere else. The blessing of God is a river, not a reservoir. Amen. Blessing 
is ultimately this. It's an increase in your capacity. God blesses us to increase our capacity for more. This is why God blesses. Because he wants to do more in your life. He wants to use you more. Amen. And some people, they, they get to this part where God, the blessing, they don't always see the blessing as it is. Sometimes the blessing is the stretching. Hallelujah. The blessing is the, is the Bible talks about the new wine going in the, in, into the new wineskins. It starts to stretch. Amen. It starts to expand. Amen. I want to tell you, when God starts blessing your mind, he starts, he starts expanding the way you think. When God starts blessing your life, he starts expanding uh, the way you live your life. Uh, when God blesses your finance, uh, he expands the way you use your finance, uh, the way you spend, the way you save. When God blesses your marriage, uh, he expands your marriage uh, to be able to have a capacity for more love, uh, for more joy. When God expands your family, uh, God is saying, I'm going to bless this family, uh, and everybody's going to look and say, how your kids get like that? Uh, how's your marriage like that? Uh, how do you have peace? in your home. When God expands your home, he puts a blessing there like Obed-Edom that everything Obed-Edom did was blessed. When God's presence gets in there, it doesn't just stay in the living room. It makes its way all the way through the house. It goes with you in the car. It goes with you to the job. It goes with you to Walmart. And everywhere you step, you are blessed. Every blessing from God is a stretching. It is a stretching of your faith. And the Bible says that we are heirs, amen, with Christ by faith. We are the children of Abraham by faith. And every blessing Abraham received, amen, both spiritual, amen, and tangible, that, that same favor is upon us through faith. Hallelujah. Which means every time God has you step out in faith, you are getting an opportunity to stretch that faith. You are extending your capacity. We often view blessing as the end result, but I want to help somebody. Blessing is just the beginning of the process. Some people think blessing's the end all be all. No, it's just the beginning of the process. Amen. Blessing is actually God stretching you and God testing you so he can give you more than the original blessing because God didn't just want to give you more of a blessing. God wants to make more of a blessing out of you. Exodus 16 and 4, the Lord said unto Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day. Why? That I might prove them. Hallelujah. He blessed them that he might prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. Amen. Some people get it thinking the blessing is the end result. No, the blessing is actually a testing. Hallelujah. When God blesses you, it's a testing in your life uh, to see if you can handle becoming more than you currently are. Uh, that God has blessed you uh, because he wants to make you a blessing. Uh, but if you don't handle that blessing properly, uh, he can't make a blessing uh, out of you. That blessing that God bestows upon us is actually a test preparing us for more. Getting blessed is not difficult. Let me help somebody here today. Getting blessed is not difficult. If you are here today and say, man, I want to be blessed by God, it's not difficult. I've already given you the formula. Being blessed is just start by obe obeying God. You just get in this word and start obeying biblical principles and you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. 
You just get in there and start obeying God, and you will be blessed. You obey God and what he says about marriage, your marriage will be blessed. You get in that word and start obeying God about finances, your finances will be blessed. You start obeying God based on what he says about your health, your health will be blessed. You start obeying God based on what he says, even all the way through his word, every area that you obey God will be blessed. Getting blessed is not a challenge. Becoming a blessing is. Hallelujah. God is looking to bless his people. He's eager. God is just ready to pounce with a blessing upon you. Amen. Getting blessed isn't hard. Amen. But staying blessed to the point where you can become a blessing is the challenge. Because every blessing comes with a command. We must not forget that command if we want to stay blessed. Never forget the purpose of blessing and you'll never fail the test of blessing. If we never forget the purpose in which he blessed us, we'll never fail the test of the blessing that he brought into our lives. I've come to preach to somebody. You and I are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to become a blessing. Don't ever miss it. You are not just to hoard the blessings of God and keep it to yourself, but you're going to have to take that blessing and become a conduit for the blessing of God to flow. Let's lift up our hands and let's magnify the Lord. Come on, let's pray. I'm almost done preaching, but I've got to get through to somebody that God is blessing you because he wants to take you to another level where you can become a blessing, where you're no longer just having a, a, a water bottle that's got a little blessing, amen, but you're becoming a conduit in which the blessing can flow. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. We are blessed to become a blessing. Tell your neighbor that. You're blessed to become a blessing. Tell your other neighbor, say, you're blessed to become a blessing. Don't ever forget the imperative of why you were blessed. There are people that have missed this, and they think that the blessing is for them. No blessing God ever brings for you is just for you. You are the primary one in which God blesses, but if it stays with you. Anybody ever heard of the, the Dead Sea? What a great name for a sea. Anybody want to be the dead sea? You know what makes it dead? The salt. But why? Because all of the water flows into the dead sea, but nothing ever flows out. If you want to be a dead sea Christian, you need to let God's blessings flow into you and stop them right there. If you want to be a Dead Sea Christian, you let every blessing God's ever blessed you with. Uh, amen. And don't ever share it with anybody. Uh, receive the Holy Ghost and don't tell anybody about it. Uh, you want to become a Dead Sea Christian, let God change your life and don't tell nobody about it. Uh, you want to be a Dead Sea Christian, let God bless you financially and don't give anything back to anybody else or anything else. Uh, you just hold on to yourself. Uh, you let God bless you and you just reserve and hold on to and sooner or later everything in you is going to die and everything's going to fall apart. But I want to help you. It would fix the Dead Sea if all of a sudden everything that flowed in had an outlet. The difference is God has called us to be filled with a river, amen, a well springing up. That well is for other people to draw from. That river is for other people to enjoy. 
Don't ever forget the purpose of God's blessings. It's to let it flow. Carson City, if we're blessed, it's for you. Your family's blessed so you can help somebody else. Your marriage is blessed so you can share what God's blessed your marriage with with another marriage. God started with you, but it doesn't stay with you. God started with your family, but it's not supposed to stay with your family. You are blessed to be a blessing. We are called to be the conduit of God's blessings. Listen, we are not the well. Let's get that straight for a moment. We are not the source. Jesus is the source. But we're not the well. We're the water faucet. <laughs> Anybody sick of t- paying your water bill? I am too. You gotta, you know what you do? You turn the water faucet off. <laughs> and that stops pulling water from the well. But here's the best part about it. If you turn that water faucet on, it will pump water from the well and it will go through the water faucet into the glass. There's some folks that have gotten dried out on the blessings of God because you shut the faucet down. And so there's no water going through you because God never intended to bless you so it could stay with you. But God wanted to bless through you. I've come to preach to somebody. I've come to be very practical. But God wants to make a faucet out of some of us. God wants to make a conduit out of some of us. You are not electricity. You are the plug-in. And all you got to do is let somebody else uh, tap into that conduit. uh, And all of a sudden, when the circuit's complete, uh, as Brother Machado and I talked about, all of a sudden, that energy flows. It doesn't just flow to the appliance. It flows through the conduit. If you are tired of not feeling blessed, it could very well be that you're not being a blessing. But if you will say, God, you've already blessed me, and I'm going to be a blessing with what you bless me with, uh, I promise you that circuit's going to complete, and you're going to feel the energy and you're going to feel the blessing it is more blessed to give than to receive why because i completed the circuit i completed the equation i completed somebody ought to give him praise if god's bless you it's to flow through you if god's bless you this river shall be in him springing up to everlasting life it'll flow you need to let the holy ghost flow through you you need to let the blessings flow through you you need to let the favor of god flow through you Somebody clap your hands and stand all across the building. Somebody shout and give God praise. I'm blessed to become a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm the faucet, not the well. I'm the conduit, not the energy. Somebody clap God, clap and give Jesus some praise. This is what God has sent me to say. I've, I've tried to be very simple today. There are people dependent on you being blessed. There are people dependent on you being blessed and becoming a blessing. Let me break it down for somebody. You need to heal because there's somebody in your downline that needs healing. There's somebody, you need to heal of all the hurt and the trauma and the pain because there's somebody in your downline that needs the healed version of you. You need to let God bless you. Amen. Bless your mind where your mind is renewed by the power of the Holy Ghost where you don't think like the broken version of you. You think like the blessed version of you. And 
Because they don't need any more broken opinions. Uh, they need a blessed opinion. Uh, they need a healed opinion. They don't need another psychoanalyzing from somebody that's just as busted as them. They need somebody that's been blessed uh, to be healed, to be delivered, uh, that can then be a blessing. Psalms 51, after David sinned, he prayed for the blessing to become a blessing. He said, convert me, and I will convert them. He said, if you'll convert me, I'll convert sinners to your way. Luke 22, Jesus told Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat. Amen. You know what, you know what that is, sifting as wheat? That is removing the chaff from the good stuff. You know what the devil wants to take from you? The blessing. He wants to take all the good and leave you with nothing but the bad. But Jesus said, I pray for you for your faith that it fail not. Amen. The devil wants to sift and take out all the good stuff, but God is wanting to convert both good and bad in you to make it something palatable. Satan covets, uh, but God converts. Uh, there are things in you that God wants to use, uh, but you have to let it be converted first. Uh, there's some things God wants to use in you, but you need to let it be blessed by God first. Uh, there's some gifts, talents, and abilities, but we need to let God bless us to become a blessing. And he said this, when you're faith uh, fails not. Uh, he said, when you are converted, strengthen uh, your brothers. Uh, in other words, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to convert you so you can do the converting. Uh, I'm going to save you so you can do the saving. Uh, I'm going to heal you so you can do the healing. Uh, I'm going to bless you so you can do the blessing. Uh, in other words, you're a conduit for the power of God. Amen. Let me help somebody. You're I'm just trying to be very practical. Your trauma and your trouble from your childhood and your past in its raw form is inedible. It don't help nobody. In fact, you just dump it on people, amen, and it, it just makes them feel worse. But if you convert it, if you let God convert it and make, amen, trauma a testimony, if you let God heal it, if you let God deliver, if you let God, it bakes up real nicely and it's edible for everybody. There are things that need strength that God is going to bring out of your weakness. There are people that are going to need the strength that God's going to convert out of your weakness. That God is going to take and bless. Abraham, I know right now you think that what you have is good enough, but if you will leave where you are, I will bless you with so much more that I will actually make out of you a blessing. There was a woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she crawled through the crowd to get healed. You know what happened after that? There was an entire wave of people that followed all the way the rest, the rest of the way through the Gospels that crawled through the crowds to be healed. She said, if I but, but just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed all the way to the crucifixion of Jesus. They're casting lots for his garment so somebody can get a hold of the hem. What did she do? She got blessed, and her testimony became a blessing to other people. She made others realize that it was possible. There's some people right now, don't resist God's blessing you. 
Don't resist God's, God's, God's favor upon your life. Amen. No matter what form it is coming, it might show up as a stretching. It might show up as a test. It might show up as a hard time. But God is converting and God is blessing because by the time you get done, your family is going to wonder what happened to you. Your neighbors are going to wonder what happened to you. Amen. And they're going to come to you for advice. They're going to come to you to help them. You will go from being blessed to being a blessing. Let's lift up our hands. I'm, I'm done right here. Let's pray all across this house. Abraham, in blessing I will bless you. Those that curse you, I'll curse them. I'll take care of anybody that curses you. He said, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, and I will make out of thee a blessing. I will bless you uh, to be a blessing. Uh, we are children of Abraham by faith, uh, and the Bible declares uh, that we are blessed with favor, faithful Abraham. Uh, when the Holy Ghost fills you, when the power of God fills you, uh, it is God saying, I'm going to pour out a blessing upon you that you don't even have room enough to receive, and that is not for you to hold on to. It's for you to take and to share with other people. Let's pray all across this house. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. Come on, there's some folks in this house that you are blessed, but you don't know what to do with it. You don't exactly know how to utilize it. God has so favored you, and God has so blessed you. Amen. I want, I, come on, stretch your mind beyond just money. Stretch your mind. God has given you wisdom. God has given you a testimony. God has, God has blessed you to pull you out of, the, out of the muck and out of the mire. God has pulled you out of, the, out, of, out of the hood. God has pulled you out of all sorts of mess, and you've got that, but you're holding on to that testimony, but God has blessed you with that so you can be a blessing. I would open up this altar. Would you come down to this place? I believe God's going to bless somebody. If you need a blessing from God, you're in the right house. ARC is blessed to be a blessing. We will pray a blessing upon you. We will command, the Bible says, a blessing upon you. Somebody come and lift up your hands. If you need a blessing or if you have been blessed and you need God to show you what to do with it. If God has gifted you in an area but you've not yet used it and you don't want to be a reservoir anymore. You want to be a conduit. You want to be a flowing faucet. You want to be somebody God can use. Today's your day to pray it. Today's your day to say, Lord, I've been blessed to become a blessing. Come on. All across this building, there are things God has put in you that are not in somebody else. But there is somebody else that's going to need what God has put in you. What God is currently doing in your life, you don't understand it right now. Joseph, you're going through a pit. You're going through a prison. You're going through Potiphar's lying on you. You're going to all sorts of mess. But one day, I'm going to make a blessing out of you. And everybody that would have starved is going to be fed because of Joseph's trouble. Come on. God will even use your trouble. God will bless you through your trouble. God will bless you through your trials. God will bless you through everything you've been through. Come on, let's pray. Come on, all across this building, lift up your hands. And begin to pray for God's blessings to flow through you. God, don't just let it flow into me. Don't just bless them and let them come into me. But God, show me opportunities for the blessings to flow through me. God, direct me to people that need what you put in me. The Lord bless you and keep you. May 
Start with you so it can flow to them. 